Welcome to The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thanks for joining us. The company named BioOhio underwent some major changes in 2022. The Industry Trade Association, which advocates on behalf of the life sciences industry throughout the state, has a new name, Ohio Life Sciences, and a new managing director, John Snyder. John joins us today to talk about the work OLS does to help this all-important industry in our state. John, thanks for being with us. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. When we say OLS works on behalf of the life sciences industry, who actually makes up that industry? Yeah, OLS basically focuses on around 4,200 businesses statewide that are in the life science uh, industry from medical companies such as uh, MedTech um, all the way through pharmaceutical companies, uh, also lab uh, and also institutions there. So health tech, devices, diagnostic, uh, biotech, and pharma. Um, but then also you have the universities and the academic research centers and the medical centers as well in those areas and also support organizations. So there's a variety of parties that really touch the whole life sciences ecosystem here in Ohio there. Any idea about how many people are employed by the industry? Uh, I think there's about 43,000 in Ohio uh, through those 4,200 businesses. Is this a sector of jobs that's seen growth? Uh, It is very much so. Um, You have uh, a variety of uh, new technologies being developed, and it's interesting, too, in the state you have historically in Northeast Ohio – you have a lot of med tech, um, and then you get into to Columbus. There's a real strong growth in cell and gene therapy, but also health tech or health IT, uh, and then that spills into Cincinnati as well with regards to med tech and also health tech. But it, what's interesting, it, it, and it's 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 truly in about 82 of the 88 counties uh, in Ohio uh, have some sort of connection to that life science. Uh, ecosystem here. And so um, very much a, a growing area, high paying jobs in that area as well, which is great. Uh, and our focus is to really support that organization or that those efforts uh, with those companies uh, through our organization. Essentially, Ohio Life Sciences is the trade association for uh, the life science industry here in Ohio. I was surprised to find that there was it was in that many different counties. I really would have just expected to sort of be one of those. It's in Columbus, Agreed, Cincinnati, yeah. Toledo. Yeah, it is eye-opening. It, it really, truly has a strong reach here. Is Cleveland-Akron the leading area, though, in the state for this in, this industry? Uh, there's a lot of activity in the in northeast Ohio, but I think Columbus and, and Cincinnati, too. I mean, Cincinnati has an innovation center that's being uh, stood up down there. You know, Cleveland will have one um, uh, in the near term. Uh, but there's a lot of activity in Columbus as well. Like I said before, with cell and gene therapy, um, personalized medicine. I mean, covered my meds was a huge success in Columbus. But uh, so I mean, it, it's interesting. I wouldn't say that Cleveland is the leader. I think every region of of the state truly kind of plays its part in its own specific, we'll say, large niche, as far as their area of expertise there, and and, it, and it's truly growing, really, really uh, positively in, in a variety of these areas here too. You've obviously been involved in this industry in a, in a number of different capacities. We'll talk about some of those. Sure. But what have you seen really change, would you say, in the last 10 years that's made the, Ohio, made the life sciences industry different? Well, I think a lot of – I mean, tr- we've had traditional med device, med tech, uh, for years. You know, we went from uh, imaging with uh, groups like Technicare back in the 80s and 90s, which then became uh, acquired by J&J uh, or GE. And then you had Picker. Uh, large imaging company, which eventually became um, Philips. But I think what you're really seeing now are you know, those cell and gene therapies. I think you're seeing a lot of, um, uh, we'll call, I'll, I'll call it software as a solution or health uh, health tech uh, with regards to offerings there that are being developed. Um, and then also, um, you know, some, some new areas with regards to 
cell and gene therapy. And I'm not trying to be redundant with that, but it's just right. a lot of a lot of growth in that area, especially in in the Columbus area. And uh, and that's one of the the initiatives um, that's being formed. You know, there's an advisory uh, council with cell and gene therapy that well OLS helped to set up last year before I joined. Uh, we're looking at other industries as far as other sectors to set those up uh, as well. But you know, I think what's interesting, and I think what a lot of the funders are are looking at too, is the you know the opportunity with health tech in particular, because a lot of those solutions can get to market much quicker, and uh, you know there's opportunity to drive revenue and really get those those companies stood up and commercialized uh, versus a, more of a traditional uh, med device or med tech uh, cycle uh, as far as the development process there. But um, yeah, I think those are kind of the the key. Uh, changes that you're seeing now. Um, data is very key as well. So if you have data integrated into your system or your offering, I think that always looks attractive, especially uh, if you're able to provide some sort of uh, information or data along with your therapy to show that it's effective and, uh, uh, again, can provide some sort of uh, strong utilization there. You obviously, one of the things Ohio Life Sciences does, does is deal with the political realm. Do our political officials understand the importance of this particular industry in Ohio? Yeah, I, I really think they do, and I think uh, under uh, Eddie Pauline's leadership over the last year and a half, uh, he's uh, our new CEO. He's done a great job with connecting and in the uh, at the state level, uh, so he's uh, been heavily involved with that. Um, and as we move forward with OLS, um, we will be able to advocate uh, and lobby through those efforts through our association, which will be great. And, uh, you know, another area, too, is workforce, and we're excited about what we can do with that. We're hiring a workforce director. Uh, we're putting some initiatives together to help um, continue to move that forward with regards to work on some solutions, some solutions with uh, our uh, elected officials. But, uh, yeah, I think our, our elected officials definitely uh, see the value of, of the whole life science industry in Ohio because they see how strong it is with regards to jobs and, and moving things forward. Are there any particular issues in addition to workforce that you've been dealing with, with on the political realm uh, with Ohio Life Sciences? Um, you know, I, I, me in particular, uh, no, but uh, I mean, I've been on, on, on the team officially as a, a <laughs> member since November 1st. Right. But, um, uh, but I was on the board for about five or six years before that. Um, but, you know, you've always heard about workforce, which is a key issue. And that, that even goes back to my days early on in the 2000s with a startup in the area called Emilux. And, you know, there were workforce issues as far as just being able to provide, um, you know, building out the bench, so to speak. But, I mean, I think that's a that's a key area. I think funding will always be uh, a key area that needs support. Um, and then also with workforce, it's also that leader. Back in 08, we had an initiative here in the state um, called the um, Entrepreneur in Residence or CEO in Residence Program. And I was part of that with my time with Bioenterprise, and that was fantastic. And there were others that joined me in that effort throughout the state, and, and many of us stood up companies, got them through their, their uh, development uh, phases, that sort of thing. And so I think you're always going to have that, that leadership need uh, in addition to you know, the funding need uh, as well there. So uh, I, think, I think those are always going to be kind of staples as we, as we go forward in this uh, life science arena. John Snyder joins us today. John is the new managing director for Ohio Life Sciences, and he joins us today for the landscape. John, the pandemic obviously slowed things down for people. How about investment in life sciences industry? Did it rebound? Did you do okay? Uh, if you look at uh, some reports, and I think I saw some recently from J.P. Morgan, you definitely saw a drop-off, uh, but then they rebounded because of the, the activity with regards to funding. 
Uh, IPOs have cooled off, obviously, with the the market recently. But you know, we'll, that's a cyclical thing, and I'm sure we'll see that come back uh, as it moves forward. Um, I think some of the development of new uh, products and technologies probably were hampered by COVID due to the re, uh, you know, due to the um, the fact that not a whole lot of new products were being trialed at that time because the focus was on getting the vaccine out and uh, treating patients, you know, who were dealing with COVID. So I'm sure that affected some development there. But um, uh, you know, we're starting to see a real strong upswing in in a lot of that activity that was probably paused or or hampered a bit. Uh, during the COVID time, uh, during the pandemic. But, um, and I think with, you know, with funding, uh, you're going to see, you know, for example, for probably from a venture capital standpoint, you're probably seeing some deals that are later stage deals that are probably priced as earlier stage deals. So, um, you know, that's just a, a market factor based on the, the, the current market going forward. But I think what's great in Ohio is that we have a lot of early stage funders already stood up and established, you know, throughout the the whole state with um, your organized angel funds uh, from Cleveland all the way down to uh, Cincinnati and then some of the other groups as well, like a Jumpstart and Rev1 Ventures, you know, they're, they're very well uh, focused on and committed into those, those earlier stage technologies to support them moving forward. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it definitely had an impact, but I think, again, we've, we've rebounded uh, nicely and we'll continue that upswing as we, as we uh, maneuver through these economic times here. You've done a lot of different things, including founding your own company in 2008. What was that company? Uh, that's Neuros Medical, uh, and it's a technology that I founded as a, when I was CEO in residence at BioEnterprise. I looked at about two dozen different technologies in the NeuroSTEM space. I've spent about half of my 30 years in life sciences in NeuroSTEM, but uh, founded Neuros in 2008, um, which was based on technology out of Case Western, uh, invented by doctors Kevin Kilgore and Noloy Badra. Uh, which actually could block the nerve activity and led it for about 10 years. And uh, the company's been moving through its clinical development, and their initial application is an area called post-amputation pain, which uh, there's a large population of amputees in the U.S. of about 2 million, and so they are uh, going down that path as far as developing the therapy for that, that uh, clinical application there. If people remember, and I'm sure most landscape listeners do remember what was going on in 2008, we were in a major economic downturn. Sure were. <laughs> were, you, were you thinking to yourself, maybe I should wait a minute, or you, you were ready yeah. to go? Well, it's funny because I give a talk about that, and um, I talk about the good, bad, and the ugly of 2008. You know, I talk about the good. I mean, unemployment was, I think, 4 or 5%, so it was very low, and I talk about um, – uh, the uh, Summer Olympics at that time, um, you know, just as far as um, uh, Phelps getting, I think, eight gold medals, yeah. and then LeBron was in Cleveland the first time, and then um, uh, Cliff Lee was a Cy Young Award winner. So just kind of what was going on as far as the good, but then you get into the bad and the ugly with the, you know, too large, too big to fail, too large to fail, and then the bailouts, et cetera. It was a horrible time to actually pick, if you're looking at a strong economic time, to actually pick a, to develop a company or form a company. Uh, it was not the greatest timing, but you have to do it sometime. And then I realized, hey, I'm sure there were other companies that were formed during uh, economic downturns and recessions. And there were quite a few out there, um, you know, from CNN to Sports Illustrated to Time Warner. So a variety of companies that became very successful over time. Um, and I thought, well, we had a chance. And so, you know, luckily there, like I said before, there are a lot of, uh, early stage funding opportunities as far as sources here in Ohio, which were also supported by, you know, the ESP programs with the state of Ohio and, and third frontier. 
So there was access to capital, um, and we were able to raise $2 million in 2009, and that gave us enough runway for me to hire a few folks uh, and uh, develop our first um, device that we could actually uh, use in our first uh, human trials down in Dayton, Ohio, with Dr. Amal Soyan at the Ohio Pain Clinic. So, yeah, it was very challenging, um, but uh, we were just very driven to, uh, to succeed through that, through that period. And that work that you did at Neuros, you know, you're creating these products to help people that deal with chronic pain. And I realize the point of having a business is to make money, but that had to be had to be a sense of satisfaction. You really are helping people with something they really need. Yeah, and that's one of the things too. And this will sound um, corny, but um, you know, I, everybody calls it the rocking chair test. You know, when you're sitting on your front porch right. or your back porch, and uh, you think, you know, later on in your years, thinking, well. What did I do while I was here on this earth? Did I help uh, mankind or help uh, humanity? And, and you're exactly right. Um, with that, you felt like uh, or you feel like you're, you're helping somebody. You're getting patients off of uh, narcotic pain meds. You are reducing their pain level. You're increasing their quality of life. You're, we hear all these anecdotal stories about how, how patients have been so uh, positively impacted uh, with the therapy, which is so great to hear because they had no option that really worked for them. And that's what I've always enjoyed doing. So after I left Neuros in um, 2019, I actually stood up a couple other technologies, co-founded the companies uh, focused in sleep apnea and then hemodialysis with some inventors um, uh, who developed some really uh, neat solutions, interesting solutions, and uh, formed those companies and then brought on uh, a CEO to run those um, because, again, these are areas that are, will, be, will greatly help patients as they go forward. Uh, and as a result, you know, help help uh, the community and, and the population as a result there and hopefully reduce costs uh, to the system, which is always, I think, important to uh, to do there. We mentioned the organization has undergone a name change. It is now Ohio Life Sciences. Does that represent any change in direction for the organization and its mission? Yeah, so we will have a, uh, a couple different um, uh, opportunities here with regards to moving forward. So we'll be organized as a, an association, but also a foundation. And uh, the association will be able to advocate and lobby, which is excellent. So we're very excited about that. And then we'll uh, you know, focus on some state and federal advocacy work, um, also focusing on um, workforce strategy. We, like I said, have several initiatives that we want to move forward, and we would love others in the state who are either not members yet uh, to join us because we have quite a quite a lot of discussion going away uh, in the workforce area with regards to you know just the, the the engagement on it we're on LinkedIn with a workforce community members can be listed in our contact directory uh, but also then they can get access to to uh, support organizations um, as we move forward and those are I think key areas to really uh, focus on with regards to doing what we can with regards to strategies to move forward and, and expand that workforce um, initiative here for us. So I think those are a couple of key areas. We obviously want to continue to to grow the organization as far as the membership. Uh, and then also uh, early next year, we'll be outlining and launching some new sponsorship opportunities for our member investors, as we call them, um, because they are invested into what's going on here uh, just by being in the life, life sciences space. 
we do have some initiatives as far as some new sponsorships that we're going to be uh, talking about uh, early next year in order to you know create uh, that that elevated uh, exposure for some of our key stakeholders who are looking for that um, and then another key area too just being a member of the organization we have a uh, offering called bio business solutions where our member investors can get uh, greatly discounted product as far as lab supplies uh, and, and products for that area and we see quite a lot of our members who are in that space take advantage of that and they're saving you know, tens of thousands of dollars annually with that by getting discounted uh, rates. It's also offerings as far as connecting some of our members with insurance companies, with accounting, with legal, even shipping. Uh, so a variety of, uh, of areas there that um, you know, we can provide as far as um, basically group savings for, for our members. So you know, that's, that's basically the key offering as we move forward here uh, into 2023. Finally, I'm just curious. I realize COVID has changed the way we do a lot of things. Do you have opportunities to convene your members, to get them together in some shape or form over the course of a year? Yeah, we sure do. In fact, uh, we have quite a lot of networking events. Uh, we'll have one coming up here in January in Cleveland area, and our members are telling us that's what they want. I mean, uh, they really want to be back you know, in person again. And that's great to hear because just so much happens just by the networking piece, the convening piece of getting folks together who are in, you know, in the uh, the life sciences arena or ecosystem here in Ohio. And I've talked to so many of our member investors, and they said they missed that uh, over time when, you know, during COVID, you really couldn't as much. And so, you know, we're very excited about that, doing that again, you know, regionally um, and having a variety of uh, uh, presentations on those um, with regards to our sponsors who help to uh, put those events together. Um, we're also looking at an annual conference here in Ohio. We're just getting our arms around that as far as timing and, and what that looks like. But uh, we definitely think that and, and get that message from our members that they want to be back in person again. And I think we're, we're well on our way with that. That's good to hear. John Snyder, thanks so much for joining us today and talking about Ohio life science. It's interesting to find out about this industry I think a lot of people don't hear about unless you're deeply involved in it. So we're glad you explained some of it to us. Thanks so much, Dan. It's been a pleasure. John Snyder is the new managing director of Ohio Life Sciences. He joined us today for The Landscape, a Cranes Cleveland podcast. I'm Dan Paletta. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk again soon. 